0: Incremental greetings! Welcome to the third episode of Placible Landing Podcast. Today, it's the second time we have Axel with us from Bulgaria. Hello? Yeah, what's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it, if you didn't uh, hear the previous episode, he's from Bulgaria, he's 23 years old. And he was, he's now a free learner, but before that, he was in the school system. Okay. So in this episode, we will focus on the bad habits acquired at the school and how, cha- how his life changed when he discovered free learning until this day. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. How do you want to start? Chronologically or by topic?
1: Hmm, I'm not sure I can trace my bad habits chronologically. Okay, so, so by, by guess, topic. Yeah, sure.
0: Okay, so when, let's start when you dropped out of school and that was a definitive thing that you didn't uh, redo. Um, oh. what, what you thought is, okay, now I have dropped out of school, and what will be my future
1: yeah i'm not sure i was thinking too far into the future hmm. i think i just uh you know one, wanted to learn this or that or uh yeah actually uh so we said in the previous podcast how one of the reasons i dropped out was to focus a little bit more on programming because i wasn't doing that at school hmm. and actually uh As I was learning more about programming, I started to realize that maybe some mathematical knowledge would be necessary. But uh, I wasn't um, too proficient in mathematics. So I said to myself, "Okay, let's leave the programming down for now, Hmm. and let's focus on the mathematics. And actually, this was maybe my first bad decision because instead of saying I I will learn a bit of mathematics, a bit of programming, a bit of mathematics and so on, I said to myself, I won't touch programming until I have become proficient in mathematics.
0: Hmm.
1: And, you know, it's kind of uh, similar to what happens in school, you don't learn what is taught in uh, 10th grade, if you're in fifth grade right now, you know, you you take you take step by step by step.
0: Hmm. And
1: I Thought in a similar way uh when it came to my learning you know mathematics is a prerequisite to programming let's first study that and only then can i begin studying pr- uh programming so i actually even though i left school with the intention of uh studying programming more mm-hmm. i left it behind for i think it was a couple of years actually wow so that yeah so that i can study mathematics and I actually started with mathematics from the very ground up, like literally, literally from first grade. I, mm. I went to Khan Academy and so on. Oh, I, I was about started.
0: to ask. I was about to ask you this: if you used Khan Academy, because oh, yeah, I think it covers from the very basic, like one yeah. plus one, I think to a high school level of maths. I think. <laughs>
1: yeah so Khan Academy was one thing, and mm-hmm. I also discovered uh, the art of problem solving it is uh like this website where you can uh oh I guess it offers a lot of things but one of the things is uh a lot of mathematics books mm-hmm. which are yeah and uh I so I bought the pre algebra book which mm-hmm. was very beginner level started from there and just started uh reading all the rest of the books after that. Yeah. And this actually reminds me of yet another bad habit. I was uh, reading a book at the time, like I uh, I wouldn't start reading the. uh, How can I. So if I if I would open a geometry book and I even see something related to algebra in there, I would say to myself, okay, I first need to read the algebra book before I read the geometry book. Hmm. So, you see, I'm making these very uh, macro decisions instead of making uh, smaller ones, like I will only learn the chapter in the algebra book that is relevant for understanding this geometry chapter. Hmm. I was thinking very macro-based at the book level instead of at the concept level, you know. So that was another uh, another one of my uh, bad habits, should I say.
0: Yeah, so you attribute this to the school habit. So instead of going by subject, for instance, it's, oh, I I think I need the whole book before proceeding. Uh, Instead of just the enough prior knowledge you need for that particular subject. Uh, I think you said geometry. Yeah, geometry, right. Yeah. So I I want to ask you about Khan Academy. Mm -hmm. Because Khan Academy, you did everything by yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. So, what was your experience, and uh, if you can compare this with math- m- how you learned mathematics at the school?
1: Oh, well, uh, I actually didn't learn any mathematics at school, so I'm not sure I can compare the two. I mean, in the when it came to school, during the math classes, I was basically just tuning out. I wasn't paying any attention. They were mm. just so boring. Uh, and I when it while when it came to Khan Academy, obviously I was doing it out of my own choice and was much more engaged. So like it was a, an enormous difference, you know. Hmm. Uh, I, uh, they're incomparable, but it is only because of my interest level between the two and also my freedom ch- to choose what to learn.
0: Hmm. Because I'm guessing you choose the order, the topics, the piece self
1: yeah, well, uh, actually it would have been better for me to choose the order of the topics. But as I said, I was, I had this very linear idea of what learning is supposed to be like. And hmm. I was learning, uh, my learning sequence was that, uh, which is provided by Khan Academy. Hmm. So the order in which the subject are presented there, that was the order in which I was learning. Even if uh, as I was scanning what is going to be covered in mm-hmm. a given module or whatever, uh, if I see something that is more interesting than the next uh, topic uh, in the sequence, I would still study what is next and not what is more interesting. you know. Oh, interesting. So you're yeah. still
0: focused on, let's say, the curriculum and not your land drive. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean i had this idea that there were these very smart people who know the right order in which you're supposed to do things Hmm. and if you do things in that order regardless of what you feel like you will learn better than if you just uh follow your interest and Hmm. maybe go out of sequence if you feel like it you know i just thought that people had realized that okay this is the way you learn uh, this is the sequence in which you learn things Hmm. and any other sequence is less efficient and with that mentality, I just did things in sequence, even though at times I didn't feel like doing so
0: exactly because you thought that was the best choice possible the way to go yeah okay yeah, yeah. and in Ken Academy, you studied
1: maths uh through English language yeah in in the English I mean there were some videos which had Bulgarian subtitles, but mm. i I ignored those yeah
0: so that, that that's a Uh, difference, right? So, in the school system, you learn maths through Bulgarian language.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I learned uh, basically all my mathematics in English. Uh, I had... No, no, actually, that's false. I did still use my uh, old textbooks, and in Mm -hmm. fact, I bought uh, new ones, Mm -hmm. which, for example, uh, I had only the textbooks from uh, 10th to 10th and 11th grade and I bought new ones for nine, seven, six, and so on so I did still use Bulgarian textbooks but to be honest uh, they were much more uh, uninteresting to me than the English equivalents uh, mm. yeah maybe it was, I'm just speculating here but maybe it was because I had developed some kind of uh, toxic memories towards the Bulgarian textbooks or exactly. what, but I just didn't find them appealing at all
0: exactly so they were Remembering all the old school times. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Khan Academy, it's a, it's different. So sort the of book, it's a website. It's in English, so you don't you did not have that relationship, that link to toxic memories.
1: Yeah, I mean the link with mathematics was still kind of there, but hmm. uh, it was definitely learning at Khan Academy was uh, more. Uh, it was more, more enjoyable, but uh, you know Khan Academy wasn't my only source I would like find books on the internet
0: hmm.
1: uh, there are free mathematics books like I remember finding some these gigantic pre calculus textbook like a thousand pages or whatever hmm. uh, yeah I found a lot of resources on the internet and definitely to learn mathematics uh, at the high school level and I can from experience say it is possible and in fact um, when I so I don't think we touched upon this on the last episode, but uh, after leaving school, Hmm. uh, a couple of years after free learning, I actually wanted to get into the university to study mathematics, uh, like pure mathematics, mathematics only, you know. And Hmm. uh, I had to take an exam for that. And just by studying on my own, starting from scratch, Hmm. I was able to get a a very good mark. Uh, I think it was top... uh, 15 in the country. And it only because I didn't have my high school diploma, was I unable to get into the, the university. No, that was the only reason why. Hmm. Uh, and I actually did something very stupid. Uh, I tried to fake the diploma, which is illegal, of course. Yeah. But uh, thankfully those plans didn't work out. And, yeah, I wasn't able to get into the university because of this lack of uh, diploma. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, but if I had the diploma, I definitely would have gotten in because I had a high enough mark on the exam itself. And th- that exam is uh, actually very tough. And what I'm trying to get at here is that it is possible just through a couple of years of self-learning hmm. to develop uh, mathematical knowledge at the level of, what many students take uh, 12 years to develop in the school system. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you studied from scratch?
1: Yeah, from scratch and at 17 years old. And at 19, I was Hmm. able to uh, basically get an excellent mark Hmm. uh, on this tough exam. And yeah.
0: Interesting. So with very less time, commitment, And yeah, uh,
1: yeah, because the interest is there, you know, hmm. when the desire is there uh, and you have the freedom to choose how you learn. Hmm. Yeah, even though I didn't make all of the choices, like, as I said, I was following the sequence, Hmm. but just being free to learn and being interested in learning it, that is uh, a huge factor, which boosts the efficiency with which you're learning, definitely. Hmm.
0: So exactly. So even if people could uh, label you as a school High school dropout. You were getting like a, a pretty decent mark on, yeah, th- on yeah, the matter.
1: yeah.
0: Hmm. H- have you told this to somebody?
1: Uh you which part? The
0: Yeah, hey, I get this mark. I didn't get in college because I, I'm I don't get I don't have to. Yeah, diploma. I mean
1: my my circle of friends knows about this. Okay. My parents of course know about it. And uh, what,
0: what was their reaction?
1: Yeah, i mean uh well they weren't that surprised because they knew i was spending so much time uh learning the mathematics so Hmm. but uh yeah actually uh i think my parents were a bit surprised they expected a high mark but uh i basically got a almost perfect mark Hmm. and that was maybe very unexpected to them but now that i Think of it. Maybe it's convinced them a little bit more that this uh, self-learning thing has some benefits to it, because previously I really did have a lot of trouble uh, with mathematics.
0: It's like uh, some kind of proof, yeah, to your yeah. parents. Hey, I can learn by myself and look at this. Yeah,
1: and uh, this yeah. is actually one of the problems of uh, self-learning. Even though you're doing, even though you're learning so much more efficiently, because you're not. Uh, being graded, uh, it's maybe a bit harder to demonstrate the knowledge which you acquire. And even like uh, a lot of the things I'm studying, they're interesting for me personally hmm. and are maybe not very interesting to people in my surroundings. Hmm. And so it's very hard for them to gauge that I am actually, uh, that my learning efficiency is at a high level. Uh, like a lot of the things which I'm studying right now are about. These esoteric programming languages, and if I were to, uh, I, I basically I can't talk to anyone in my s- circle hmm. about those things, and so they can't see how I am progressing. And exactly. this is, I think, uh, a tough problem for self learners to. To they have difficulty trying to demonstrate uh, how much they are actually learning.
0: Hmm. So first is the appreciation of others. So the others. C- um cannot appreciate your learning process. And, yeah. and the main reason for that is that free learning is not measurable. You don't have yeah. a, a standardized test or some scale to to have okay this this guy is up here or lower here in the standardized test, the percentile or whatever. It's if you're free learning who can um people appreciate that. All your knowledge you acquired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah. That's one of the key points to realize that free learning is not measurable. And that's one of the difficulties to introduce people to free learning.
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely hard to show your progress. Yeah.
0: So if they yeah, want proof
1: programming it's a bit easy with programming, it's a bit easier because mm. you can demonstrate some projects, but i' yeah, I'm not too sure about other fields. Mm. yeah
0: yeah exactly so so if you develop a software, it's okay, you don't have a diploma or whatever, but you did uh, um, an entire software by yourself so that, that's easy to, easy to measure of as a proof yeah of, yeah you have the skill set and so on so on yeah that's a very good thing and other than maths so you, you spent some some years studying maths by yourself and that was a prerequisite to introduce yourself to programming
1: yeah i mean i thought it was but i mean now i realize that you can get pretty far in programming without having this advanced mathematics knowledge hmm. but the way I was thinking at the time, I was studying a lot of mathematics, which I thought was necessary, Hmm. but uh, which ultimately ended up not being, I mean, I still don't regret learning that. I still, I still found it interesting. Hmm. Uh, I still find maybe uh, I can apply it in the future for some uh, things I can't anticipate right now, but uh, it definitely wasn't necessary for programming. However, each time that I said to myself, "Let's get programming on myself," okay, I am not finished with the mathematics, so I can't do that. No, and this one, and this was a very stupid restriction I was putting on myself.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you were self-coercing. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So you can attribute this bad habit from school to self-coercion.
1: Well. Uh, i attribute it to school but it is not a direct consequence of school so Mm. at school i think i lost my self-esteem in a sense i you know i didn't think that my brain was suited to doing mathematics or programming because i sucked at doing those things at school you know and so i said Mm. to myself if my brain can't do those things naturally then maybe i can artificially force myself to do certain things, which would uh, enable me to do them, you know, hmm. so I was uh, trying to, instead of letting my learning process flow naturally, I was trying to coerce it because I thought that naturally, if I were to, if I if I didn't force anything, uh, I wouldn't get results because thus far, I hadn't gotten any results in mathematics or in programming or, uh, you know, those things. Hmm. So... Instead of saying um, I didn't develop an interest in those things because school took uh, freedom away from me and conditions of of freedom are prerequisites to developing uh, an interest intrinsically, I said, instead of saying that, I said to myself that uh, those things I'm just not not naturally suited to be able to do. And Mm. so how can I force myself to do them? So in that way, Scoot influenced me, you know?
0: Yeah, so I could say you're talking about uh, learn helplessness. Oh, I'm not good at math. Oh, I'm not good uh, at programming.
1: I'm not sure it is uh, helplessness because Hmm. I did want to take action. You know, helplessness would have been uh, I am not, I can't do anything to become good at mathematics or programming, so Hmm. better not try anything at all whereas Mm. uh i thought that i wasn't naturally instinctively good at those things so i must take conscious action to discipline myself and maybe force myself to do certain things so that i would become good at them so because i'm still taking actions to try and get good this Mm. is this means that i wasn't helpless i didn't feel helpless you know but uh i was trying to Mm. I was basically ignoring a lot of signals from my learn drive because I was forcing myself to do certain things. Hmm. Uh, Like if I were presented with a mathematics book and I didn't find it intrinsically interesting, uh, maybe I would interpret this lack of interest as my lack of natural aptitude. And I would try to force myself to read the book in order to overcome this lack of natural aptitude towards mathematics. Hmm. And while maybe this aversion to uh, learn the book was just the learn drive telling me that maybe it's not the right time to do it. Maybe it's not good to learn this right now. Maybe it's just that there is nothing relevant in this book for you and Hmm. so on. So I was ignoring a lot of signals from my learn drive system uh, because I thought that they were an indication of my uh lack of natural aptitude towards what I was studying.
0: Hmm. Okay. Very good answer. So let me rephrase the same question. So it's not la- learn helplessness, but it's, let's say it's attribution that you had difficulty on learning mathematics. Hmm. So it was, let's say your fault.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought that, uh, yeah, it was definitely my fault. Mm-hmm. that at this point in my life i wasn't good at math because i would see these people my same age who were so so much more advanced than me and i was saying to myself okay what is the difference between me and them hmm. and like one of the answers i would give myself is maybe i just don't have the same discipline as them uh you know who knows maybe they just had more freedom or they just had They were exposed to the mathematics in a way which made it interesting for them, or whatever. But I wasn't thinking in those terms. I was thinking in terms of I lack self-discipline. They do have self-discipline, and this is why they have achieved those things which I want to achieve. And so I said to myself, I must discipline myself to achieve those same results. And I think that was a big mistake.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So you were back then. You were a little bit. that success to discipline. So students with good grades, at least in mathematics, were thanks to having um, uh, a very high confidence of coping with all the chores.
1: Uh, I thought that um I'm not sure if i could phrase it in terms of chores i just think yeah i mean i i thought that uh, they just had the strength to overcome the displeasure they were feeling when reading mathematics hmm. and of course students who are good at mathematics most likely are not experiencing any displeasure when reading the books however when i was reading them very often i would feel that displeasure Maybe because it was boring, maybe because it was too hard or whatever. Hmm. And when I would feel that displeasure, and I think the good decision to make at that point is to just uh, switch to learning something else, instead of doing that, I would persist with the displeasure and try to push through the difficulty hmm. in a exactly. sense. And uh, yeah, but uh, you know, now that I think of it, because. Previously, I had this uh, great passion for bodybuilding, and in there, like uh, pushing through the pain is kind of a virtue. I maybe I applied a wrong metaphor for that in my learning, and mm. um, yeah. You mean was... uh,
0: no pain, no gain?
1: Yeah, yeah, that that kind of mentality. I thought that it also applies to learning itself. Hmm. But the thing is, the important thing to note here is that uh, when uh, any bad strategy I develop, even if I develop it outside of school, I persist with it because of school, because in there I lost my belief in, the, in my natural capacity to learn without being forced. So any flawed learning strategy, uh, be, if I had been free learning for a longer time, I would have known that I have the natural ability to learn. Hmm. And so when someone tells me, you need to force yourself to learn something, I would just know that that is false. But because I hadn't been free learning, uh, I wasn't able to detect that uh, forcing yourself is a bad idea. That by learning on my own, without forcing myself, I would still achieve great results. Hmm. Exactly. Such a
0: good observation. And um, uh, w- what time you realized, oh, maybe it's not
1: the only choice I have? Uh, you mean uh, when I realized that uh, learning with pleasure is... Yeah, uh, yeah well, yeah, uh, I think it was maybe two years ago now when I started reading more of uh, Piotr's, uh, Piotr Wozniak's uh, writings at hmm. uh, Supremo Guru at uh, at that point, I kind of became much more convinced that uh pleasure was essential to learning that uh, forcing yourself to hmm. uh learn isn't likely to lead to good outcomes and so on i mean even before that I had uh read such things that uh you know if you don't love learning uh you won't you know, you won't uh get very good at what you're trying to learn and so on hmm. but I thought to myself that if i force myself for long enough then maybe i will start to love things then you know whereas uh reading more about the pleasure of learning from uh hmm. guru i kind of uh, abandoned that belief yeah so if i understood that correctly
0: you mean fake it until you make it so yeah, you absolutely were, you are trying okay i am pushing and pushing and eventually i will get the pleasure
1: yes of learning.
0: Yeah. okay So and you saw that the years were passing by and you didn't get the pleasure
1: well uh, now i did feel some pleasure i mean Mm. i wouldn't have stuck with it for so long if i didn't there were definitely moments of uh really enjoying what i was learning about Mm. but the point is that uh those moments of enjoyment will be much more frequent if you just uh follow your learn drive and don't try to make uh rational learning choices no um don't try to how can i say it uh if you just follow the learn drive much more frequently you will experience the pleasure of learning than if you try to um rationally control how you learn if that makes sense Hmm. you mean go by the flow of uh, yeah, I, it's not exactly about the flow. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure I can describe what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying okay. to say here. Yeah.
0: So I guess, for instance, you're that used of the self-discipline that you have to uh, give up that strictness. Uh, is well, oh, maybe I was planning to learn maths, but. Um, I saw that it's not that interesting or that relevant for programming, so I I go in a different direction.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, like uh, I would make plans of the sort. I will read uh, these four books, Hmm. and I will read that book on that day, this book on this day, and so Hmm. on. And this is like planning, learning choices into the future. Hmm. But if on the third day, I had plans to read some book and I sit down, and I don't feel like doing it, uh, this not feeling like doing it is probably a signal from the learned Drive that reading the book at that point is not a good choice. But mm. I would uh, still force myself to read it because previously I had plans to read it on that day. And when mm. I feel the aversion towards reading the book uh, that I had planned, then I interpreted this aversion as um, an opportunity to apply self discipline in order to overcome the aversion, whereas the right choice would have been to uh, just listen to my learn drive and not read that book and find something else that is more interesting.
0: Hmm,
1: yeah, and uh, despite my like as I was planning out my uh learning decisions for the future, I still sometimes was able, was uh, lucky enough to um. To guess, like if I if I was planning to read a certain book on a given day, hmm. some of the days it was uh, a, really a pleasure to learn it, to, to read it, you know. So sometimes I was lucky to my for my plans to coincide with with uh, what my learn drive was saying, you know. Hmm. So I was still experiencing pleasure in my learning but I think that I would have experienced much more if I had abandoned any kind of uh, rational planning of my learning process, and instead just let the learn drive take over.
0: Exactly. So let's say you had like a self-curriculum that you wanted yeah, to follow. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's a very good uh, way to put it.
0: Yeah, okay. So would you think that uh, you undid that bad behavior and do you, you re, um, regain the self um
1: land drive to follow your drive uh did I regain it uh yeah, I think I definitely did, especially in the last uh hmm. a couple of years when I began to read uh you know Woznick's writings more extensively, I definitely uh noticed a lot more pleasure in my learning I definitely noticed uh, a great boost in the efficiency with which I was doing that hmm. and you know, on some days it gets, uh, I get super excited about uh, learning something uh, and I don't remember having uh, many similar days in the past when I was self-coercing myself, you know. Mm. Uh, So that's one of the things which has convinced me, uh, you know, personally convinced me that uh, just relaxing, not trying to self-coerce yourself and just learning uh, as you feel like learning that this will lead to uh, great results, so yeah. Mm. Nice. So you
0: said that uh, one of the big contributors to that change is reading the Wozniak uh, writings about uh, self, about the free learning.
1: Talk yeah, about. yeah, definitely. I would say that. Yeah. Mm.
0: So my question is: Before that, did you get, um, did you had exposure to the concept of
1: free learning? Uh, No, no, not at all. In fact, uh, I was kind of doubting if I had made the right decision. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, when I couldn't get into the uh, university to study mathematics, I was uh, really a bit disappointed because I thought that I wouldn't be able to learn as much on my own as I was uh, learning... uh, I mean, that I could have learned uh, if I had been able to get into the university. So, yeah, I was kind of uh, skeptical towards mm. uh, any notion which uh, is similar to free learning so mm. but um, like and maybe what, a, a mistake I made at that point was that I wasn't uh, communicating as much with uh, like university students and so on because mm. I think that if I had done that I would have been able to better uh, like compare myself to them and see if my studying methods are more efficient than theirs, you know, and I would have been able to see that by self-learning I was actually learning it, uh, much more efficiently than uh, if I was going if I had been in university. In fact, oh, yeah. recently I yeah. made uh, I went to a, a programming course, uh, which is very which was in a very similar setting to a classroom, yeah. like. Uh, you enter, you go there for four hours, uh, a teacher lectures you and so on. Hmm. And I noticed that uh, a lot of the people there who are university students, uh, I was doing much better than them uh, in, in the programming stuff, you know? Hmm. And this kind of convinced me that uh, actually, by self-learning, I was, actu- uh, was able to learn much more efficiently than uh, a lot of people who study at the, the university.
0: Okay. And what are are your thoughts on that course, that it's just like a virtual classroom?
1: Yeah, well, I actually wanted to leave it uh, prematurely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like in the middle of the course, I didn't want to be there anymore. But uh, yeah, I still persisted. But uh, yeah, I definitely didn't enjoy it much. And I wanted to leave the course because I was just sure that uh, I could learn much more efficiently on my own. Yeah, they didn't okay. enjoy it much. And what's important to note is that many people who enjoy this course, they say that it is, oh, it's a thousand times better than the, the university. But uh, for me, <laughs> self-learning was a thousand times better than the course. So yeah, it's like self-learning is a million times better than the university, you know. So, so.
0: it's like they don't know there's such a thing as free learning. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And do you recall any more bad habits that you acquired on school?
1: Oh man, I mean, there are just uh, so many to list. Like, uh, if you go to the uh, bad habits article, a lot of the uh, <laughs> emails are from me there. <laughs> yeah, you can read more on that. But uh, yeah. I mean, there are just so many to list. I, so uh, you have
0: like a checklist that this bad habit I had,
1: this one also, da da
0: da. So uh, uh, yeah. Uh, out yeah. of the 50 you are most all of them acquired through school system
1: yeah well, i actually haven't uh, counted them but yeah uh, yeah, but, yeah a great deal uh, okay had, but
0: uh, th- then what do you think are the most relevant that the more persistent to make um get rid of those bad
1: habits wow uh the so most f- persistent. so let ones. me
0: rephrase that so now you're six years off dropping out
1: yeah do you have a still Uh, bad habit Uh, well I think I have eradicated a lot of them but Mm -hmm. maybe there are many which I am just not aware of are bad habits Mm -hmm. like because remember that uh, a lot of the bad habits that I realized as such I didn't I did in the I realized I realized they were bad habits in the past two years and so four years before that I had employed them extensively Mm -hmm. so Maybe something similar is going on right now. There are bad habits, which I'm, which are making my learning less efficient. Uh, and I'm just not aware of them. You know? And exactly. I kind of constantly have to pay attention to myself. OK, am I learning? Am I uh, making the right choice here? And so on. And you know, hmm? I'm actually reminded that one of the very dangerous things about your uh, learning process itself being made inefficient because of certain false beliefs mm-hmm. is that, like, normally, how do we get out of false beliefs? We acquire more knowledge, right? And we realize that they are false beliefs. But if your learning itself is uh, impeded, then you'll uh, much more slowly realize uh, that those false beliefs which are impeding you, you oh. will uh, it will take much longer for you to realize that they are false beliefs, you know? Yeah, not to mention the other of the other false beliefs which you are uh, harboring right now, and which will take a long time for you to get rid of because of your reduced learning efficiency. So okay, yeah, cool. it's uh, when your learning efficiency suffers because of false beliefs, it's like a double whammy, you know. hm By by false beliefs, yeah. Can you elaborate more on that? Yes. Uh, so. Uh, A false belief, for example, would be Mm. to believe that uh, forcing yourself to learn is uh, an efficient way to learn. And so, because I'm learning less efficiently due to these uh, false beliefs, it will take longer for me to realize it is a false belief. You know? Uh, Yeah, gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's say, for
0: instance, in the school system, you until the, the age of 16, right? I left at seventeen. Uh, seventeen, yeah. okay. Uh, one of recurrent topic that it's usually left unnoticed is the um, the sleep, because to attend class you have to break your sleep pattern. Did you experience
1: something related to sleep when going to the school? Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, my sleep was defi- uh was. Uh, like all, all of my classmates, I was getting a music and alarm clock, mm. uh, and this is uh, absolutely very detrimental not only to your learning but to your brain health, and uh, yeah, things of that sort. But uh, I can uh, happily say that I haven't used an alarm clock for a really long time, for mm. like six years, ever since I left school. So my sleep now has gotten has been much much better, you know. Mm. But and right now, I'm not having any issues. But uh, back then, definitely, it wasn't a huge situation.
0: Oh, so j- just right before dropping out, even where you are coercing yourself at home, you weren't using the alarm clock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happily, I didn't use that at all. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And even before reading that on that writings, that you had already four years of experience of using no alarm clock at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was uh, free running my sleep without knowing that such a thing was uh, uh, even... uh, I didn't know that was even a thing, you know. Hmm. I I just slept naturally.
0: That's the key. So you did this naturally, not because you read that was good?
1: Uh, Yeah, of course, yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah. I think all people have an aversion to uh, getting up before it is time to get up. So I just followed that. Uh, did you have any social issues with that? For instance,
0: your parents told you it's too late. Yeah, but go to sleep uh,
1: earlier or this kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, my parents sometimes uh, tell me stuff like, "Don't you think you're going to bed too late?" or mm. "Don't you think you're getting up too late?" But I kind of ignore that. But other social issues beyond that, uh, I'm lucky enough to not have had such issues. Yeah, C- can you repeat that? Plus yeah i was lucky enough not like to have it. any other social issues with that okay i think okay
0: and i am curious during your school system have you felt uh mbi MB? MB
1: envy and bias uh oh well uh during the school system yeah uh, maybe not so much because none of my classmates were really geniuses or any of that. But Mm -hmm. after leaving school, I definitely think I felt envy a lot of the times. Like uh, when, when I started to get into mathematics, Mm -hmm. I saw all those people who are my age or uh, lower aged than me. And that definitely triggered envy in me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one of the reasons is this, school born idea that you are supposed to know certain things at a certain age and hmm. if you don't know those things at that age then maybe uh you're not as intelligent as the other people you know like if you don't know how to read by age whatever 6 yeah. or i don't know i don't know what the age is supposed to be but if you can't read by a certain age then you are you know not maybe not very smart if you don't know this or that mathematical thing by hmm. this age you're not very smart and so on So my uh, starting to learn mathematics from scratch uh, was kind of painful because I was learning first grade stuff when I was 17, you know, like Mm. 10 years after I was supposed to know those things. So that was kind of painful. And I definitely felt envious towards people who knew much more than me.
0: Uh, So that envy was focused on the knowledge or or you thought they were more intelligent and you felt envy because of that. Yeah, I envied their intelligence, basically, to put it in some okay. And sentence. those people you felt envy from were in the school system? From, uh, from college? Yeah, I guess.
1: I mean, I guess most of them were. I, I'm talking about people who I see on forums, for example, uh, hmm. or uh, people who I'm communicating with online and stuff like that. And since most people go to school, I would guess that, yes, they were in school. But, okay,
0: okay. Uh, yeah. So it's there are people who were, um, online, not in your real, real um,
1: yeah, I actually, uh, I'm actually not communicating that much with people in my physical environment, like in physical mm. surroundings. I am more communicating with people on the web and over the internet and, you know, so on. And yeah. 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 that that's a spark. One,
0: one question that, uh, Do you have a chance in your surroundings to practice or share your knowledge, your free learning? So do
1: do you know any other free learner in real life? Wow, no, uh, yeah, I definitely don't. You don't? Uh, Well, free learners in the sense of uh, not going to university and instead choosing to learn entirely on their own. Hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure I have many such acquaintances, but of course there are people who are already out of the university or whatever. And you know, you can say that they are free learning. I mean, we learn all the time, you know, even as adults, uh, and maybe you can consider that free learning as well, but, uh, I'm not sure I know of many people who consciously chose not to pursue a formal education and to instead learn on their own. Hmm. Interesting.
0: So, uh. Just to be sure, so let's say you want to share Tegosnet's writings or what we are discussing now. Will you be able to do it on your surroundings with people? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah no, I mean, I, I have tried sharing uh, Pyotr's writings with so many people, mm-hmm. but to be honest, not many find them interesting. But uh, yeah, I mm-hmm. have kind of given up doing that because I think they start to find it annoying. Hmm. like me constantly bombarding them with this or that article. But uh, I'm not too sure I can share a lot of what I'm... a lot of free learning uh, hmm. knowledge with other people in my immediate vicinity. But of course, thank God for the internet, so...
0: Yeah, exactly. You, you are lucky you, you were born in the digital era. Oh, yeah definitely definitely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so why do you attribute this uh that barrier that people are not even w- willing to get a
1: chance of learning uh well, you know, I haven't thought about it much i think mm. I think maybe one of the reasons is that uh they don't want to think that. OK, so imagine someone has spent four years at the university. Hmm. Maybe they don't want to hear that uh, they have made a big mistake, You know that uh, free learning is so much more efficient than uh, you know, being uh, composed to learn certain things. Maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, and to be honest, I'm not sure many people are that interested in uh, learning how to learn efficiently or are that interested in education. So, you know, there's that. I mean, they just have other problems on their mind. I, I mean, I'm not saying uh, that them not being interested is anything bad or mm. stuff like that. Maybe it's just that they have other interests and free learning kind of uh, falls down the priority list, you know? Yeah. It's so that, let's yeah. say they have
0: kind of lost their land drive. So in their other life, they are not that keen on learning by itself whatever they want to learn, it
1: could be uh, anything. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I can comment on that, hmm. uh, about them having close to their learn drive. Like, I know many of my friends, uh, most of them have very healthy interests, like uh, cars or, uh, I don't know, maybe some some are very passionate about uh, football or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, but uh, yeah. I'm not too sure about them having closed their non drive. Although it is probable that their non drive has been at, le- at least uh, somewhat inhibited because this is a natural consequence of being in school for a long time. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm not, not too sure about that.
0: Okay. And then just one to apply one thing is that you focus on the um, performance of your learning, that it's better. I, I don't recall now the exact word you said.
1: Uh, efficiency. That is more efficient. Uh, you mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely think that free learning is more efficient than yeah uh, school learning. Okay. But I just yeah. wanted to point
0: out that it's more than that. It's more than efficiency. It's also yeah, I mean, a lot uh, healthier.
1: Uh, of, co- of course, I mean, okay. uh, in fact, uh, the main reason why I'm doing it is perhaps not the efficiency, but just the way well-being. I receive from it, like the joy I receive from it Hmm. and the huge displeasure I receive from any other kinds of learning. Like I can't just, I can't tolerate boredom. And that's what I experience when I am forced to learn something. Hmm. I just, yeah, I mean, definitely the learning efficiency is not the main reason uh, to engage in uh, free learning. Exactly. That's the point I wanted.
0: Okay, and wh- when you tried, you said you tried to introduce people to free learning, with, with no success.
1: But uh, well, hmm? I I haven't tried very hard to tell you the truth. I just uh, when I uh, see some article related to free learning, like like let's say Peter Gray's book "Free to Learn," which I just love very much. Hmm? When I find su- such a source of information which I love. I naturally feel the need to communicate with someone else, to share it with someone else, you know? Exactly, that, that's when when, when Yeah, when that happens, when I share some article, I rarely get responses of, oh, yeah, this is so cool, <laughs> you know? Hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's normal. Like, a lot of the things that people send me, I don't find very interesting. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I haven't tried very persistently to okay. uh, talk about free learning with my friends. Hmm. Because
0: one thing is introducing people to free learning and the other is making uh, people aware of the harms of the school system, the Prussian school system. And my question is, have you d- dig down on that? Have you tried um, to talk to anybody about the school, what you learned that, oh, maybe the school its not a good thing
1: or there are better uh- options? Yeah, I mean, I have uh, brought up the issue, but uh, again, Mm. not very extensively how I talked about it because I just see uh, in their faces that they're just not that uh, interested in that topic, you know. And again, I'm not saying this uh, negatively or derogatory in any Mm. way. It's just that uh, they don't find it interesting, so I don't talk much about it. So I can not comment on how we might, uh, you know, effectively spread the word, you know, (laughs)
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, so the reason is
0: that they don't... How do you perceive the fact that they don't uh, get this as interesting topic? Because Mm. a school is a pretty big deal. Uh,
1: Yeah, I I know it's a big deal, but maybe they're just sick of school and don't want to hear anything more about it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Maybe, like, when they hear... They've been in school for so long and when they just hear the topic being mentioned, they don't want to hear it, uh, maybe. Yeah, so you see about
0: toxic memories. Oh, don't talk me about the school. I'm fed up already. Don't, don't talk about anything related to school. You mean this, this way?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. That and also, uh, I mean, uh, the person saying, I just don't care about that. And I haven't dug deeper into finding out why this lack of interest exists, but uh, hmm. again, yeah. Okay. So, um,
0: can you name another bad habit relevant that is persisting still to to this day?
1: Hmm. Uh, persisting to this day? Well, the thing hmm. is that if I knew of a habit I have right now, I most likely would have uh, eradicated it. So. <laughs> It wouldn't Mm -hmm. exist, in a sense. But uh, mm, I think I've been free from bad habits for a while now. So Mm -hmm. at least the ones which I'm aware of. And I don't think I have been under their influence for some time. So I can't can't give you any examples. But again, if anyone is interested in seeing the myriad of bad habits, they can just Mm -hmm. go check out the... 50 bad habits learned at school article at Superman Muguru, you'll yeah. have you'll find very, a lot of things that was there. Exactly. And more than 50, actually. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. A lot the, more than 50. I so, think so he said some, like a hundred and something, I don't know.
0: Hmm. And let me see bad habits. Okay. Now I, I want to ask you, so when you realized, hmm, Free Learning was a good thing when- re- reading about Wozniak writings about the pleasure of learning and so on How, how did you felt because i'm guessing you had a strong cognitive dissonance of what do, oh, yeah, your, I mean, your, your just, beliefs
1: from the school system and these new beliefs uh yeah absolutely like on the one hand, I was so happy to hear what he what uh, he said hmm? uh like uh it was. Like it's changed, it changed my life literally. I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I was just so happy to see that uh, learning by following my natural instincts and following what I, my pleasures and so on, that, that actually does lead to very effective learning and, in fact, the most effective kind of learning. But on the other hand, I thought about all of those of that time that I had spent under the influence of uh, flawed learning strategies Hmm. and bad habits and this realization that I had in a sense wasted so much time uh yeah that triggered a very high sense of regret that Hmm. I had made these very bad mistakes when it came to the way that I learned and I said to myself man if I if I had known about the philosophy behind free learning from the very beginning, like uh, from the very first day after I had left school, hmm. I think that I uh, would have uh, learned a lot more than I did, actually. So in a, so to summarize, it was, uh, I was very happy to read the articles, but at the same time, I felt uh, a very painful sense of regret. So it was, hmm. yeah. So it's like a bittersweet experience
0: absolutely absolutely yes hmm.
1: And at the end of the day, I think the positive wins, right? Oh oh yeah, no doubt about it. Hmm. I mean when I'm talking about regrets, most of the time that regret is just uh, flushed when I uh, just engage in uh, learning like in pleasurable learning. I mean when I'm when I'm actually learning, I don't think about the regret oh. uh, it, there's just no room for it. But from time to time when I uh, analyze myself and I remember that I spent so much time uh, I could have spent in a much better way then mm. yeah, that definitely triggers and it's a painful moment but uh, definitely the positives outweigh the that painful feeling by a mm. very large margin. Exactly. Hmm. And
0: if if it's good um, for you I, I waste more time than you, you did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so the the reading here is that so um, since you you live both sides of the coin so now that you are free and you are for learning you appreciate more that freedom because you have been deprived
1: of that freedom yeah and in a sense I was depriving myself of hmm. uh I was depriming myself. My, I was deprogramming my learn drive hmm. uh, of freedom, you know. But uh so yeah, absolutely. Uh I can viscerally feel uh the difference between uh learning based on coercion and based on self-coercion and hmm. uh the feeling of uh learning freely.
0: Exactly. So, um just to make an analogy is let's say uh one person is free and at some point at 20 years old he uh, goes to prison then spends I don't know how many decades you want in in jail and then it's free again then that person can appreciate that freedom because he has been deprived of that freedom.
1: Yeah and if, you know hmm. uh, I, I previously talked about how uh, like I'm living with my parents so that I can save more money hmm. and to be able to learn more. And I'm living a very frugal lifestyle so that I can have to work less and spend more time free learning. Hmm. This is, uh, it's like right now I just want to spend as much time as possible doing free learning because it's just so pleasurable. And I have, um, exactly you know, I, ha- I haven't been doing it for, uh, Previously, I was depraving myself and I wasn't learning like this. You know, it's like uh, previously I was trying to run, but I was having these very heavy weights tight on my feet and Mm -hmm. learning wasn't very fun. But uh, right now these weights are off and I can like run very fast and effortlessly and in a pleasurable way. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to do right now is just run as much as I can because I find it so fun and so liberating and so on. And one of my goals right now is to just find ways to... Uh, get distracted by other things as less as possible and have as much time as I possibly can to learn freely. Yeah, that's that's one of my goals right now.
0: So, so you want to maximize the time you spend free learning? Because yeah, exactly. It's so exactly. Ple- it's because it mm, you don't find anything else that is more pleasurable.
1: Absolutely, right? absolutely, so, yes.
0: So if you can choose how you want to spend the time, will be free learning. Oh, yeah, no question. Okay. Good, good to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do you think, uh, do you want to add anything else that we haven't uh, said,
1: covered? Um, let me see. Uh, no, I think we basically covered, uh, most things of interest. So no, no. Okay. So we'll li- we'll
0: leave here the anecdotes and the life of Alex Axel from Bulgaria <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah and okay l- l- let me think of an outro you're free and you, you are so the thing is that you were late on discovering free learning because you were not Um, exposed to that, you didn't have the chance so and the purpose of this uh, podcast is giving that opportunity to people that oh is there such a thing and second that when they are contemplating the idea of free learning is that they lose that fear of and bad habits of oh there's more people like that and they are already um, successful, recovered and this kind of thing really grateful to so you can share your experience and inspire others that are in the process of discovering free learning. So uh, if you are uh, watching this or in YouTube or listening to this in a podcast, just to let you know that we have a discord channel if you want to discuss uh, about these topics of free learning, school system. and. We are here to help you if you need resources, to talk, something to talk about, or whatever. Also, uh, thanks to Alex to join us today. Uh, what do you want to say before closing the episode? Thanks for having me, man. It was a great pleasure to be here. Likewise. And I hope uh, your listener also had pleasure and we inspired you to follow your um your way to free learning
1: yeah that's a great way to to end it man yeah <laughs>